0: Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season Two. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A B C D. <laughs> Is that funny? So each week I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together, we grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Hi friends, Ash here. I'm so ready. I'm just ready for today's convo, dive on in. Today I welcome Zibby Owens, an author, podcaster, publisher, CEO, bookstore owner, and Mama four. My goodness, how on God's green earth is she doing all of this? I can't wait to hear about her village. <laughs> Zibby launched her first ever podcast back in 2018, which was called Moms Don't Have Time to Read, and essentially has built her empire ever since. She launched not one, but two books in 2022. Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, and a children's book, Princess Charming. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so thrilled she said yes. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy chat. Zibby Owens, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you for having me. And in true confession, I'll, I'll just say it out loud so it is recorded. I just confessed to Zibby that I was nervous. I'm always nervous. I'm always like, ah, someone new, someone mm-hmm. I want to make a fast friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can be friends. You don't have to be nervous. You should be Perfect. the least nervous around me. I'm like the easiest person to talk to. I talk to people you're all day. I really new love meeting people, so it's fine.
0: I mean, you're a New Yorker, so it's, you know, naturally you will talk to anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> most New Yorkers, we were I was just talking to my husband. Like most New Yorkers on the street are like so rude. You know, it's just such a downer half the time. But
0: anyway. No, it is true, but you know, I have to say that when I first moved to New York, which just is a lifetime ago, but I just remember my dad, he was always petrified of New York. Cause I'm actually from a very small town in West Virginia. And he'd be like, everyone just keeps on talking to me every time I go to that <laughs> store around the corner. Cause he, uh, he found a hardware store. I was living in Washington Heights and he found the hardware store and that was his safe place. Like that yes. was like his go-to that's where I'm, I'm going to be. And, um, he's like, He goes, I, it's like literally around the corner and I, I would meet like 20 people on my journey. (laughs) There's no lack, there are no, there's no lack of people. That is for sure. That is absolutely for sure. Well, Zibby, the proud podcaster, the author, the publisher, a CEO, a mother of four, please tell me that you just don't cook. Like there has to be something that you don't do. You don't. Okay, good. Oh gosh. No. Good. Because I'm telling you what, you wear so many hats so many hats i do wear a lot of
1: hats i i have that is one thing i do not cook i do not clean i mean i did everything during the pandemic but not now <laughs> I, I mean i've just yeah those things i don't do i mean i i mean i tidy up i, I do i do oh, this is turning into a bad thing i i do it all on the weekends but during the week when i'm working i have a lovely lady who helps me and i can focus hey, on
0: so many times on this podcast, and I'm sure that you have encountered this on many other podcasts, perhaps your own as well, when you're speaking to other moms, especially that need want desire to get through that Monday to Friday grind the, to then like, Oh, I'll get to it on Saturday, Sunday. That's okay. That yeah. is okay. It's called, we have earned our stripes through motherhood that, um, <laughs> You know, even more so during the pandemic, but, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, we you know, the stripes are earned when you are navigating and juggling children and yes. you have four to do so. So let's, so there's one thing that I came across recently in so many interviews that you have done as I've, you know, put my little <laughs> quick list of questions for you, Zibby. you know, my, my special little list that I never share with anyone. Um <laughs> You know, there was something that really, really touched on me that you lead with your Zippy Owens Media Company and that tagline of stories are best when shared. So that to me instantly thinks community and how hard in the world of parenting it is to find that community. So for you as a New Yorker, for you that wears many hats, Rewind back to as a first-time mom, what was it like for you to find and how did you find your community?
1: That was hard. Um, Mm. It was hard. I was the first of my friends to have kids and I started with twins. So it's not like I could just pick up a kid in the car seat and like plop it on the table and go out to dinner, which some moms could do and sort of pretend to integrate with their old lives a little more easily. I was like to move was, you know, required either multiple people helping or you know, it was just so hard. Um, so I had met a couple people. My pediatrician had a little play, not play group, but a little <laughs> support group, if you will. Um, and I would bring one kid at a time because I just couldn't even get into a taxi with both kids or anything. But um, so I met a couple of people there, one of whom I'm still in touch with. um, And we uh, ended up like leaving the pediatrician's office and forming our own little group that would meet every so often in people's houses. So I did that for a little bit. But those weren't my like good friends, right? They were just people I knew who I could get out of the house and see. And I kept going to all these mom classes and being like, well, maybe I'll make a friend here. And I have tons of friends. I mean, I've always had lots of friends. I love my friends. I barely have enough time to see them as it is, but I wanted somebody in my situation who would get me and who I could get and whatever.
0: Do you find yourself trying to convince yourself that this was, cause I did, I was going to swim lessons and a, I don't like swimming and B I spent more time getting us ready for swim and coming home. than I actually spent in the pool with my daughter and I just kept on trying to convince myself this, I, I, I'm i going to make this happen. Like I'm going to get all of these mom friends and this is where my community is going to be. Yeah. Didn't Never happen. worked.
1: Did not happen. It really I would was. even sometimes like I'd be pushing the stroller. This is so long ago now. My twins are 16, almost 16. Um, but I would like be pushing the double stroller through Central Park and I would see these groups of new moms with their strollers, like sitting on a bench and like laughing and chatting with their iced coffees or something. And I would just like smile and keep walking and be and, like, go home. <laughs> I felt like very sad, you know. Um, I guess I did get into another play group with old friends um, eventually, like maybe six months or a year later. Um, and then I really found my group. I made a few friends like every in every year, like in the twos program and this and that. But then in preschool, when the kids were three, I found this fabulous group of moms and we were all still friends and in touch. And I felt so relieved to meet like sort of awesome, awesome women. And we all as a group sort of bonded. Um, So it wasn't just like me and two girls, like the whole group. And we still have like little reunions and stuff. So that was a blessing, but you know, that doesn't always happen.
0: No, it doesn't always happen. And and I think that it's, it's so important to just keep on reiterating to expecting moms and, you know, those who are just now into the thick of it, that it's not going to come easy and that is okay. So like give yourself grace and give yourself time because it's, there's so many things to adjust to. Yeah, I mean, even with Adia now, I'm seven months, nearing eight months in living in Uganda and I had to start (laughs) all over again let's start let, let's just start all over again and make friends period you know a 42 year old just making friends again
1: <laughs> i have so, to, i have to be honest um, the i have feel like and i'm 46 and yes of course i like i met those friends through the play group and have met other friends through the kids as time goes on but and i have all my old friends but the real community where I've never felt more at home is meeting other authors, other writers. Um, I love interviewing the people I've interviewed, like I can connect with, maybe you feel the same way, like so quickly and openly. And I don't know. maybe it's that so many authors also have anxiety disorders that are maybe, you know, not front and center, but there's just like this similar observational, thing. I I don't know, the interest in human pe- behavior. Like it's hard to be an author if you hate people, right? You you, right. you, know, you don't want to learn about them. So um, but that's but a community I didn't even know that.
0: But don't you also have to find that you can be comfortable being alone as an oh, author? Sure. As yeah. Writer. You, yeah, yeah. You spend so much time just on by yourself coming up with, you know, storyboarding and coming up with the ideas to write.
1: Well I think, you know, I am an author, but mostly I'm, like, running a business you know, I mean? In, in how I'm spending my time these days. Um, so, yeah, I really like being alone, but I feel like when I'm alone, whether I'm emailing crazy fast or I'm writing, like, I'm not – I don't feel alone or I'm reading. Like, I'm always, like, interacting, but maybe the people just aren't in front of me. Do you know what I mean? Sounds like crazy, like I'm hanging out with ghosts or something, but you know, I'm like in the characters' lives that I'm reading about, or I'm emailing with a thousand people or something. You know, so I don't feel like if I'm sitting on my couch by myself that I'm
0: alone. Well, as you are the the lover of books, the queen of books, that I've I'm giving you that title if no one else has already told you this you are the queen of books. (laughs) Moms don't have time to read books. You're well-awarded podcast that you launched. Uh, what 2018 was it that you launched this podcast? What was your energy behind it? Was this something like, "Yep, this is exactly what I want to do," and and start a business off of this? Like, wh- where where were you going with this at the time?
1: I was not really going anywhere. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I I my lifelong goal had been to publish a book. And I had written many books and – not many, but, you know, I had written like many drafts of the same book a couple of times. And I don't know why, since I was eight years old, I was like, I have this drive. I have to publish a book. I have to do it. Um, And I just kind of never gave that up. Um, I started – after I got divorced, I got divorced – I have four kids and I got divorced. Um, And I went through a period of time that was, you know, with a lot of upheaval and emotion and – you know, I won't even go down that road, but it was quite quite a time. And uh, I turned back to reading. I had a therapist at the time who was like, but Tibby, you love to read. With a good book, you'll never be lonely. Um, and so I went back into reading. I had time every other weekend. I was in a new relationship with the man who became my husband, but without the kids, like life was just crazy. Um, so I went back to reading. I went back to writing, which I'd always love to do. I, my first article came out. In Seventeen magazine when I was sixteen, so it's been something. It's how I process feelings and all that. Um, so I started writing all these parenting articles. The first one was a mother's right to sanity, which I wrote after just getting completely fed up. The preschool had asked me to ask the parents to bring in empty toilet paper rolls the next day, and I was just like, "That is that is it. I'm not going to go around the house <laughs> and like unspool all my toilet paper. Uh, I just can't do this. I can't be like the perfect." Class parent here. Um, so I wrote this article and it went kind of viral at the time in on Huff Post on the front page and, da, 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 and thousands, tens of thousands of people reading it. And that encouraged me to keep writing about parenting. So I did that for a while and I wrote for the Today Parenting Team and Scary Mommy and like all these parenting places. And then Kyle, who I'm married to now, was like, You should take this is a year later. So you should take all these essays and turn them into a book. And I said, mom said I don't have time to read books. And then I was like, oh, that's so funny. That's what I'll call my book. But I talked to some friends who were in the industry tangentially and whatever. And they were like, no, that's not going to work. And I had coffee with this one friend, new friend, actually, speaking of new, making new communities, a mom at the school I'd never met, but I gave a little talk at my kids' assembly and she – Came up to me after and was like, let's have coffee. I love to write too. And at our first coffee, she's like, no, no, no. I don't think you should try to sell that book of essays. Books of essays don't sell, blah, 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 blah. She's like, let me think about it. I'm really good at coming up with what people should do. So as I'm leaving school and she was coming in for drop off, maybe a week later, she was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? And I mean, I had heard of what it is, but I barely knew. I didn't listen to podcasts, I didn't have a podcast app. Anyway, I decided not to sell that as a book, but I had that great title. So I thought, well, I could use that as a podcast title and I could interview people about their books or about their articles and you know, save mom's time like me because I would forward articles to people and they'd be like, I don't have time to read this. So I was like, great, I'll just read them. And then I found out that was illegal. And so I thought, okay, well, I could try to interview authors. I know like two authors, I could start with them and see what happens. And that's how it started. Um I was like I'll just do it. I had no platform. I wasn't on social media. I had been home with my kids for 11 years just like sometimes freelance writing, sometimes you know I worked on a couple startups like part-time a little bit, but mostly I was home. And I was like, well what's the worst that can happen? I went on Amazon, I bought this microphone, which I am still using and um I just tried it. I was like, let's just see. And I love launching things. I love launching businesses and brands. And so I got a logo and da-da-da. And I was like, okay, I have a business background. So I was like, let's make this, let's see what I can do with this. Go. And that's how it started. Yeah,
0: You have a huge back, uh, you have a very, very huge education, big background with that. What was it like for you to be a stay-at-home mom for 11 years and then kind of rip that cloak off and then try to like, be busy in another sector, but then still juggle that other side?
1: It started very slow. So it's been this, like, I'm, I'm making a sign of like a, a slow, a, a, a small slope of this graph here going upwards, but um, it started I do with, disagree
0: with you on slow because your career is incredible. So you need to be like, no, it just, it took off.
1: No, it didn't just take off. It didn't. <laughs> no, honestly. I mean, for a long time, I was like, When like, how am I going to get more listeners to this podcast? Like, what am I going to do? And then, and there was even one point where I was like, well, even if no more than like eighty people ever listen to the podcast, that's eighty people Mm -hmm. out there in the world listening to what I'm saying. That's amazing, and I'm loving what I'm doing. So of course, I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it no matter what happens. I might as well just keep having fun with it and try new things. And so, um, I don't know. It felt very slow to me, uh, but it did keep getting, uh, and I, uh, I will say I am incredibly impatient, right? Like I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it did, it did feel slow. Now looking back, it's like, everyone's like, Oh, overnight. I'm like, no, I started really writing again in 2018. No, 2017. And now it's 2023. And obviously like, this is crazy what my life has become. And I like, honestly can't believe it, but everything really ramped up. I don't know. It was like slow, slow, slow. And then like, whoosh, now it's, now it's going really fast. <laughs>
0: And, you, and I, I I would venture to guess that you don't want it to slow down.
1: I don't want it to slow down.
0: I know. It's like it, – it, it, it is like your fifth baby.
1: Yeah. But the whole thing with stay-at-home mom, I work from home. I still drop my kids off every day and most days pick them up from school. Like it's on my calendar. Like that's what I'm – that's a priority for me. The kids hang out at the dining table with my team. Like so, you know, I'm not like leaving for a corporate office or anything. And even just dropping the kids this morning – we were talking about something and one of the kids was like maybe saying they didn't want to go to school. And they're like, well, mom has to work, you know, mom has a job just like you have school. And I'm like, okay, I have a job. (laughs) Sounds so silly. I have like this whole team and this whole business, but you know, like, I started it also it almost doesn't feel real. Like, you <laughs> know, other people have jobs who work for
0: me. I can't explain it. But anyway. But where, do, where does the love of books come from? Is this something, like, deeply etched in you from a, a, a young child? Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I maybe was pushing my books as a kid to the side constantly. There was no sort of extra reading, if you will. No, I fell in love with reading immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I read all the time. Um I read all my books. I started reading all my mom's books. I, you know, I was just a bookworm. I just fell in love with it and I have always stayed in love with it. I don't know why. Um I will say my family, everyone in my family is a huge reader, like my parents, my grandparents, like everybody loves to read. Um I had books around me all the time. I always saw my parents reading. So, um and my grandparents, like anytime my grandmother would call, what are you reading? Da, da, da. So reading, I guess, is like a through line in my whole family on every side. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just something that I I happen to love. I, I don't know. I just, there's something about it. I just love it.
0: And for your kids, how are they picking up the same love? Are they finding the interest not only in your business, but also just in the everyday pick up a book and read?
1: One of the four. I think has mm-hmm. the bug. Um, the other ones, not so much. <laughs> and I keep thinking, you know, if they, if you just find the right book, you, you know, like my brother, it took him a while, but then, like at some point, he got into some book he loved, like in high school, and he's like, oh, I see why you like writing, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. but I think there's something to be said that that right timing, the right book, because even though i can say oh as a kid i kind of pushed them to the side my my brain was very fixated on dance and like awesome. i wanted to be doing ballet and all of that my entire life so i will say that this year no joke is the first time that i have gotten into reading and i now don't want to stop oh interesting and i do love it and i am like I, I mean, I started with the Viola Davis uh, memoir, yep. and was obsessed and just could not put it down. And then I went into um, From Scratch. I went yes, into that. So I, good. Okay, so and then good. And then I saw the trailer for the movie, and I, I don't want to watch it yet because I just still want to hold it that it's not available. And like, I, I, yeah, I can't. I, can't I, go there I can
1: only get through part of it. The, the yeah, I, I it was so sad. I was watching with the kids. Anyway. I shouldn't have been yeah. watching kids, but
0: anyway. Yeah, I, I can't go there with that yet. And I I just, and I've started writing more, which I love. And it's it's kind of like, I never could see myself doing that. And now I've fallen in love with it. Yeah. It's amazing okay. to that as kids, they go through these seasons, right? They go through these seasons, but we as moms, we as parents, we also go through these seasons and these yeah. different- time frames in our lives and never did i think because i don't even set like new year resolutions like i'm not that girl and i just really by like mid-january i just kind of like fell into all of it and i haven't looked back in the sense of like oh i've wasted time i've i've grown a lot from it Mm -hmm. and i feel like you find confidence have you found that with like your love of books and writing and podcasting and all of it that confidence that you can gain from it that you never knew existed yes totally i'm
1: yeah, glad you're back into books and by the way no judgment if people are not into books you know everyone has their own thing right my my husband doesn't read he's like but he's a film producer and he'll watch you know he loves you know visual media, and if he has to read a book, he might listen to an audiobook or something like that. So it's no judgment. It's just basically allowing yourself permission to spend time doing what you love. I mean, now I have to like skim most books, unfortunately, but to fit them in. But um, yeah, just no judgment. But I have found this to be a, a very nice compliment to my mom' life, um, and it's something I can do with the kids, and they can do too. And I can sit on the floor as they're falling asleep and and read. And it's, I don't always have to be on my phone, you know.
0: <laughs> well, that's what i was going to ask you too, with having the 16 year olds, like, how is that with like, okay, a book is a beautiful thing to pick up and kind of like hold on to. And you kind of, you you get your food on the book, you get your, you know, glass of Coca-Cola on the book, you know, like, oh I, yeah, I, I, I ate that pasta while I was reading that chapter. And the kids, it's a little bit different because we're, we're living in that society of like scrolling, right? We're constantly scrolling. Mm-hmm. Media and electronics and all that. How do you handle that with the kids now that we're you're, oh my you're in that world?
1: It's so hard. It's so do hard you
0: have any for those for, for for other mothers who have you know the older kids. It's not
1: even just the older kids. It's the younger kids too. I mean, they have iPads and. Um, wow. I seem to have like created a monster here. And sometimes I look around and I'm like, I can't believe they're all on their f- devices. And I have to tell myself like, well, you control the rules. Like you could change these rules, but you know, I think I'm afraid of like the massive uprising, you know? Um, and I get it. You know, they want to text their friends and and this is funny and watch this. And oh my gosh, it's so hard. It is so hard. Um, I don't know. I kind of wish I had never let them start, but that's not realistic either. Uh I, I don't I, – advice, I don't know. I mean, I try to limit the time. Um, I Another thing I try to do, which I feel like – I don't know if it makes it better or not, is being engaged with whatever it is they're doing on there. So if my son is like playing some sort of game, like sitting next to him being like, okay, tell, tell me about this game. Like, what are you playing? Like, oh, can I play? And then like he's on his Switch and then he'll like give me a, another remote and like I'll try to play and we'll have a lot of fun. So – I think engaging with what they're doing, or like, what is my daughter watching on TikTok or something? And like, then I watch the videos with her and we laugh. And so I think, you know, meeting them where they are uh, is good. And um, yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm more worried about the younger kids. <laughs>
0: right now I have a 3 year old I have a 3 year old nope. and we no. they're we'll not go... that young. they're
1: 8 and 9 but <laughs>
0: yeah but my my 3 year old it is a bit of a roller coaster because she'll just keep on going cocoa melon cocoa melon and I'm like firstly how can you wh- why, why do you even know how to say that word yeah. <laughs> then, an angel like why are you like why 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 are you even able to say that how about mama i love you why don't we just stick to that yeah that right be nice. now and not the ipad cocoa melon So we go through these big roller coasters, but we traveled with her at such a young age that it was our golden ticket to keep her, you know, correct, if you will, on the flight. I mean, so we would like, she wouldn't have screen time for like three days leading up to the flight. And then we would put her down on that eight hour flight and boom, she was just like a golden child. And we were like, yay, we got through this crazy travel day and she has you know, the eyeballs, the size of saucers now. And <laughs> oops. Yeah. And she's three, but you know, you do what you got to do. Right. Really? I mean, I, I agree with you on the monitoring and keeping it as if like you're interacting with them. It keeps, it allows them to keep the dialogue open with you. Right. right. So you yeah. have the conversations and you don't feel like you are stepping on their toes. Mm-hmm. So two, you you have a book coming up, you're working on a second book.
1: Are I you do. allowed
0: to give more information about this?
1: I It's called Blank. It's coming out in March of 2024. I actually just put it up on my website like this weekend because I was like, oh, I think I can put it up. I've got some blurbs already. Like, I'm just going to start. Um, but it's about a mother of two who lives in Los Angeles and is married to a former film star turned theater producer. And um, she is. A best selling author, but her book came out years ago, and she just cannot seem to write the second book that she needs. And she actually did write most of a book, and then the biggest author, sort of in the country, goes on TV and says she had actually written the same book and it's already out. So she has to throw that book away and she's like devastated. And they're going to take her advance back at the publisher if she doesn't write the book. Um, So she comes up with this new idea of what she should do um, which is sort of a commentary on the publishing industry. But meanwhile, it's also about her friendships with her three best friends from college and her relationship with her husband and trying to parent through work and, you know, crazy bosses and people in the industry. And, um, you know, it's like, she gets to a point where everything is just going completely wrong and then sort of rises up again at the end.
0: Zibby, can she cook?
1: I don't have a lot of cooking scenes. In fact, the, the son is like, like my son, to be honest, is constantly begging her to make chocolate chip pancakes in the morning. And she's like running out the door and she's like, I cannot make you pancakes. <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't have time because I do make breakfast sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, you know, I made waffles and sausage this morning, like in the microwave, and the toaster. Does that even count? No. Um, so no. I just nodding on.
0: You're still doing awesome. Not a lot of So crazy. wait, it's launching in 2024. So are, are you still in like rewrite stages? Like how does that work?
1: So we went through uh, line edits. Um, so that means like going through every line and, and doing tweaks on every line, including developmental edits where I changed some of the characters a little bit. Um, and now they're going to send it back to me probably next week and do one more light round and then copy edits and that's it. Wow. Yeah. It was actually pretty smooth. I have to say. So yeah. I mean, once I ever sat down to do it, it kind of like hung over my head. Now I'm like pitching all these other novels and my husband's like, are you sure? <laughs> do you actually want to do this? Because <laughs> It's just so hard to carve out the time, but, um, uh- you want to move on to the next. I don't know. We'll see. I have so much on my plate right now. I I have to be like responsible (laughs) to what I have already taken on. But yes, I really do want to write another one. And, um, you know, I want to try everything. I want to try a middle grade novel. And I want to try, I don't know. I just want to try everything. I wrote a children's book and a memoir and now a novel. And yeah, I want to try something for younger people, maybe. I don't know.
0: It's so unbelievably inspiring. Where do you find your confidence? How do you firmly put your feet on the floor and, and go for it? Because so many women, so many parents struggle with, you know, finding that again after they have one child, let alone four. And like for you, like, is there something that you practice daily? Is there something that, you know, is it just from writing that you find that that has helped you to find your confidence?
1: So I've always been confident that I can write. I'm not saying I'm a great literary writer. Like I'm not. I'm not going to ever win the National Book Award. I'm not – you're not going to pause and linger over the beautiful sentence. But I can write – I can capture how people feel and I can help people connect through the way that I write. And I've I've always been able to do that. And I've gotten like positive feedback on it forever. Um and I still, even if I post something really personal on Instagram or something, I get immediate feedback that's really helpful and encouraging for me to keep doing it. So um, I I know I can do it. But there are a lot of things I don't feel great about. But that is one thing that I I know I can do it. I, I, and so I yeah I just I don't know. I know I can do it. And I feel and sometimes like that's why I'm here. It's like because this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This is this is what I'm supposed to do sort of connect people. Going back to the tagline, like helping people, sharing stories, my own but other people's. Um, you know, I can only do so much with the story of my own, uh, but helping people amplify their stories can go much further. So, um, yeah, I started this whole thing to sell my own book, but I've ended up not only helping other people, but helping myself gain exposure to so many other books and so many people. And it's helped me in my parenting. It's helped me in everything. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I I don't mean to be like arrogant. I, you know, again, I'm not, I know what kind of writer I am not, but, um, and I know a lot of things I don't do well, but I, you know, when I have something that I feel like I do do well, I'd like to keep doing it. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but it's at least better than, you know, I'm at least like in the room with, uh, I, I don't know, maybe this is sounding bad. I just feel like it's something that comes easily to me and that I like doing and I enjoy doing it and I get positive reinforcement. And so I keep doing it.
0: Well, I mean, I'll put my hand up. Ladies and gentlemen, hands are up. I I will praise you for it. I think you're a beautiful writer <laughs> and I love what you're doing. That's why I was a nervous wreck sending you an email saying, Sippy, will you please come on my podcast? You are doing amazing work and please- The arrogance is not, and confidence, those are great things to possess because we live in a batshit crazy world and to navigate through it, we need to have a little bit of cojones to get through it. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you need a little bit of the hustle. You know, at one point, somebody was like really pestering me about getting on my podcast this one author. And I, I mentioned it to my husband. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the third time this woman has like emailed me. And he's like, I think that's great. She's hustling. Put her on. And actually mm. now, we're, now we're friends. Not that I ever told her that. <laughs> so there you go.
0: That, that's what New, New York teaches you a special kind of hustle that honestly, like, and I lived in, in London for six years and now I'm in Uganda for, which is bananas. But, um, you know, nearing the 8 month marker and it's yeah you you learn in every country city you go to but there is something about Manhattan that you it slaps you it tickles you and you just keep wanting more it makes you walk differently and speak differently but yet with grace and with a confidence that i i don't find to ever be negative i'm sorry i i will never Find that to ever be a negative thing. So I say, keep on keeping on. What is that one thing that where you are now in Parentville that you hold close to your heart that you would love to pass that torch to that busy mumsy that's like, oh gosh, what am I getting myself into? Any words of wisdom?
1: Oh man. Um, Well, I wish I had written more things down. I'm like, oh, I'll totally remember this, but I don't. I don't remember anything. Um, so my advice is to write things down, little notes and stuff, even like the five notes that I wrote once in a book that I was like, I'm going to make a whole notebook of funny things. They said, even those five things I wrote, I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I wrote those down. Um, and I don't know. I mean, my kids are all so different. I, I realized as I had more kids, how little I actually have to do with how they turn out. Like they're born the way they are. And I enjoy Watching it all sort of unfold, um, and all their interests sort of coming to the fore, and and all of that. So I kind of look at them with this sense of wonder now. Um, now that I'm past the like crazy baby phase and all that, although I love babies, um, but I sort of view it as like they know who they are, and I'm here to help them get that out into the world. And you know, I had this whole thing with my daughter getting a haircut yesterday. I forced her to get a haircut because her hair is basically like down to her you know, waist at this point. And I was like, you've got to get rid of the split ends. And so I dragged her to the thing and she's like, fine, I'll get rid of the split ends, but I'm only taking this much off. And I kind of thought, oh, by the time we get there, I'll just get the person to take off more or she'll, you know, it'll be fine. But she was having none of that. And we had this whole thing. And then finally I said to myself, like, why do I care? It's not my body. Like I can get my haircut where I want it, but like she wants long hair. I got the split ends gone it's not doing any harm. It's not up to me. So I said, you know what? Fine. It's your body. It's fine. Thank you for getting the split ends taken care of. End of story. So I don't know.
0: And you know what, Zippy, she's probably going to go on to be like the the, a, a, the next published author that you <laughs> don't even expect it.
1: I don't know. Yeah. She's pretty cool. This one. I mean, they're all interesting. She's very special, very artistic and very cool. So
0: Ah, Amazing. Well, Zibby Owens, thank you so much for your time and your words of wisdom. And um, I'm just going to keep on rooting you on from Uganda.
1: Thank you. And good luck in Uganda. Thanks for all the interest and preparation.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes. Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye bye, Adia? Bye bye, Adia. <laughs>